Okay, we're here again for the fifth edition of the MPL Sunday Shot. Scott and Adam here on location here at Lionsdale and Richards after a double header here, two wins for Lions. We'll get to those later on. Firstly, Adam, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Well, it's been a great weekend of MPL action, hasn't it? Oh, look, it's uh, your typical, usual uh, MPL weekend. It's everything's been good at the moment, and a lot of a lot of. Um Results, I guess, going the way we're expecting, but still, nonetheless, there's a plenty of good football going around at the moment. A couple of shock results as well. We'll get to those. First, we'll get to the game we saw on Saturday, Adam, the Redlands derby, the Redlands City derby, the second game of the year between Capalabar FC and Redlands United. And the score was exactly the same as the first one, Adam, 3 0 for Capalabar, and you have to say it was well and truly deserved. Yeah, look, uh, Capalabar, they're, they're, um, they've sort of been improving up, that's sort of that. The monumental blip with the uh, 10-2 scoreline at uh, at East a few weeks ago. Um, they're, they're turning around. They're, they're back-to-back wins now after beating uh, Brisbane Raw Youth previous week, and they've come out and um, they really, really bossed that game against um, Redlands, who really weren't at the race, especially in the first 15, 20 minutes of that game. Well, they certainly weren't because Alex Warlow scored in the second minute, then Scott Colson at the 12th, and Warlow made it 3-0 on the hour mark, and after that first one, the first two, it was just a pretty simple goal. It really was one-way traffic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think um, Capalba have got a point to prove at the moment. They, they're cha- obviously chasing points. They're, they're obviously uh, showing form a lot better than what sort of the results have been showing lately. And they're actually starting to now play, you know, a complete, almost a complete game of football. I think the big criticism was, especially sort of before COVID and sort of the back end, is that they only were capable of playing, you know, maybe 60, 65 minutes before folding. They are playing right out now. So even though they're not scoring goals late in the game, they're at least not dropping their heads and conceding cheap goals. Lots of late. Game, but they're certainly going to win the first part of the game because Alex Warlow scored two there. Scott Colson got on the score. Stuart Edgar's been an absolute console on the score since he's come back from Victoria. They've got Enrio Wono as well. So they've got some real outlets in front of goal, don't they? Yeah, look, I think they're, um, they've got one of the better uh, forward lines in the game. As you said, you know, Edgar, since he's come back from Victoria, he's been, you know, he's been scoring goals, you know, pretty much a goal a game. Um, yeah, like Rio Ono has been a fixture for, you know, a number of years. Like he, was the, he was their promotion hero last year. And obviously the experience of Scott Coulson and Alex Warlow both played plenty of MPL over the years. And um, yeah, I think they are, I think they smoke out. I don't think, I think the top four may be out of reach pretty much for everyone. I think everyone would go through later later but I think certainly pushing up for you know fifth sixth is certainly not beyond the realms of possibility for them so they could also be a great basketball team given the size of some of their players on the field but we'll talk about that and also Redlands in a minute first we'll hear from the coach of Capalabar that's a fantastic field side there against Solanco rival Redlands yeah yeah look it's good mate um, the first round was the same I thought uh but once we put the ball down on the ground and started playing, we were okay. Definitely this was about getting into their half uh, and playing football in their half and probably caught them off guard in the first 20 minutes, I suppose. But, look, we, we finally are trying to find a bit of consistency. We, I think we're a fantastic football team. They've just let a couple of games go, and we weren't going to let that one go. Yeah, well, you said start fast. It's going to be the first goal very early on. Just put the pressure on after that. Yeah, yeah, and to be honest, I think one went over the line, which they didn't call. Um, I think it was 3-0 last time as well. And I, I don't think Michael had much to do goalkeeper in this game um, last time we had Curtis so look yeah performance wise we worked really hard since the East game which was a pretty horrific week for us and um, the boys attitude to, to making sure that we take every point we can out of the last 9 or 10 games is, is fantastic How important is this for the Pop Tables to know the field after After Maxi yeah, yeah look. Legend and also Derby the first one 11 I believe it was a massive day for the club Yeah it? yeah and yeah, I think the last big day we had like that was um, the promotion game last year and Max has been he's an unbelievable bloke he's um He's been here for 40 years just as a volunteer doing the grass and, and he was in there we just sung happy birthday to him and yeah, yeah it means the world to people like that you know we, we come here and I think we work hard and, and try and do our job you know but it, it definitely is about those people 
you know, the football's easy to deal with. It's the club running and it's all that sort of stuff. That's hard work. How much an impact have guys like Stuart Edgar and Michael Weir made coming back to Victoria into the side here? Because it seems like they made a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. Look, to be honest, I think the, any of the boys that have come back from Melbourne have taken a bit of time to get off... Um, you know, they were on a break down there, basically, and it took Mikey a bit to get going, but he, he's an unbelievable goalkeeper, not just with his hands and feet, but the way he talks and organises. And Stewie, it took him about four or five weeks to start scoring goals, but now he's scoring. It's, he's, a, he's just a handful. He's a big lad, and he just gets in there, and you know, that's it. That's what he does. We use him to his strength, that's for sure. You're in the seventh place down the table. Yep. Uh, going up tonight. What's the goal for, for the rest of the season now? Is it to try and maintain that mid-table finish or push a bit higher? No, I won every point. There's, yep. There was two weeks ago. There was 30 points available. I won every one, and that's what they're told every week. And people go, you, you know, you're having a laugh, but no, I won every point. <laughs> There's no reason why we can't take every point. We've had games against clubs like um, Strikers and that. We should have won those games and failed right in the last five minutes. Um, and I believe that we can compete with them. Absolutely. Congratulations. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank very you. happy, Thanks, Coach. Guys. And he was really happy last night, wasn't he? I mean, it was a massive day for Capalabar, given they, they named the stadium after one of their club legends, or their main field after a club legend, I should say. And they were clearly up for that game, weren't they? And it was really evident of how much that game meant to the whole club. Oh, absolutely, yeah. From minute from minute one, the uh, ceremony for the game. Um, Max Haynes, a forty a forty year life member, the field at um, John Fredericks Park now named in his honour. Um, he led the team. He led teams out onto um, onto well, I guess his field now. Yeah, um, and look, even even after the game, you know, in the the change rooms, the celebrations as well. So look, it's a game that you know means a lot to Capello. They're first year in the top flight, and I think by all all um, other than a real spectacular collapse, um, I think they'll be here to stay for. For at least another season. I certainly think so. And look, David Booth, the Capella coach, was very, very happy. Jordan Manning of Redlands, probably less so. I mean, it wasn't a very good performance from his side, was it, on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, no, I really worry for Redlands at the moment. Um, a few things, a few odd things as well, other than that, the. Um they're just their performance in the first half was almost non-existent. Um, but also as well, I thought it found it very, very strange that um, they went they were down three 0 from the majority of that game and no substitutions. So Jordan Manning went the whole the starting eleven through the whole game. And um, yeah, look, I really worry for them at the moment. I think uh, I think they might have just um, tipped in you know, as far as being the relegation favourites in what is the tight a tight sort of competition. Look, they're certainly on the points. They're not out of it. But I think they're going to be running out of opportunities on winnable games because, you know, they put in performance like that. They're not going to get anywhere near a top four team, little known teams that are around them. So, yeah, look, I think the real soul searching needs to begin for um, the Reddles if they're going to survive. Well, you never know what can happen in football, but you're right. I do think, the, like, as a club, they seemed up for it yesterday. They had a large contingent of away fans travelling by bus up, that, up the road to Capalabar. And look, it just seemed really flat for a derby performance. It was the first time they played in the league since 2011. They played earlier in the year down at Cleveland, but this is the first set of derbies in 2011. They just seemed really flat, didn't they? Yeah, I think I, feel, I sort of feel a little bit for the uh, Redland supporters. Like we, we were actually we were in the new stand um, on the uh, on the east on the western touchline, and we're surrounded by Redlands fans. I think, yeah, very very flat and sort of you know very frustrated. I think, and um, yeah, like like again, Redlands a club that you know only three years ago. Were, were um, grand final winners, you know, and like I said, they at the moment, they're in all sorts of trouble. Um, they survived by skin and teeth last year. Look, if things don't improve and turn around very soon, I think they're not going to escape this time. Well, they've managed a great escape a couple of times. We'll see Manchester City have to do it again. Now, one side who doesn't need to worry about the great escape is Lions, and they had a really big 5-0 win, Adam, today. 4-0 win, I beg your pardon, against the Raw Youth here at Lions Stadium, and 
this was really one-way traffic, wasn't it? Lions were back to their absolute best. Yeah, look, um, like I said, they, they, had the, they had sort of the old guard back um, in some respects, still with uh, obviously Josh Brindle South and uh, Andy Thompson, you know, back back in the starting side, and it really showed. Josh Brindle South scored an excellent goal, um, you know, to, to open up the scoring. And then after that, yeah, it just seemed to go downhill from there for the Roar. And they had just three straight losses now, um, yeah, there's, they're really, I think their sort of run, uh, I think is, is about, is sort of really sort of, you know, hit a flat spot and they're going to be fifth though, you know, as of tonight, but the chasing pack is coming and I'd expect that, you know, if they don't do something against East next week, yeah, they're going to start falling down the table. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but it was 4-0 for Lions to see goals from Josh Brindle South, Jordan Freeman, Jacob Alexander and Joseph Duckworth and that left-hand side combination of Josh Brindle South and Jacob Alexander, they that was really the focal point of the way Lions scored. Both the two of the goals came from players on that side. The third goal for Joey Duckworth was set up on that side. That's where they did all their damage, wasn't it? Yeah, um, so there's been, been a bit of um, sort of upheaval, sort of you know, up in the roar and that that sort of that, down that left side, the right, well, I guess the right back roll. Um, and yeah, look, uh, Aiden Bender had a really tough, tough time, you know, trying to contain, you know, both Brindle South, Alexander, um, yeah, and it was always going to end in one way, unfortunately. And yeah, look, I think the Raw Youth—they've had a good season, they've had some good wins, um, but I think they're running some. I think it's sort of transition now. They lost, they lost Harry Talbot last week with a season-ending uh, injury, which that, that's a massive blow. Um, he is probably the standout player in that side. Um, and look, if the if the goals are drying up, and I guess the the serve to the likes of Kaitapaldo. Um, yeah, I can't see them sort of doing too much more in this. Uh, they, they really, again, they might they might fare, but like I said, let's, let's be honest, Lions are the best team, one of the best teams in the league. But, um, yeah, look, they just, yeah, they were outplayed and outplayed, you know, decisively. Well, talk about the Raw now, because you mentioned Harry Talbot, he did his knee last week. Unfortunately, he's out. The Raw have confirmed that he's out for a long period of time. We wish him best luck in his recovery. He's a terrific young player. He's had a fantastic season. But you mentioned Cooper Cormick. He's moved on from the defence. Marquez Walters has moved on up front. So they're bringing through players from the 18s team now, or the 20s or so. They are transitioning to the next wave coming through, which is what you typically see from the Raw at this time of year. So maybe it is going to be a little bit more of a difficult run into the end of the season, but they've still got some great players, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, let's just not sort of, you know, basically discount them. Um, because I still think they're they capable of taking out some of those you know, lower you know, ranked teams. I just, I just competitively at the moment, I just can't see them matching up physically um, to, to against the top four sides. And um, I think, luckily for them, they don't have. Um, I think they may only have potential power left of that uh, of that top four to play throughout the season. So I think there still, you know, could be wins there. But yeah, I think I think they're sort of at that stage of the season where we always expect the young raw that will start their their results to start to dip off as they start transitioning some younger players into their side. Yeah, well, that's absolutely what we normally see with the Raw, and I'm sure we'll see it again for Lions. They did bring back two players, they making their first half injury, Andy Thompson and Jordan Farina. They looked quite good, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, look, uh, it's the well-oiled machine. Um, as far as, uh, you know, as, as Lions, I think it's business usual. They go top uh, tonight uh, at league uh, based on other results. And, yeah, look, I think... I think that they uh, they look like they're back to their sort of you know, two-time premiership best. We're certainly doing another tier from the coach of Lions, Darren yeah, Sutton. Coach of Lions, Darren Sutton. Darren, for now, if you're your side here, comfortable performance? It was, yeah. I think um, we took a while to get started, but once we got into our rhythm, um, I felt that the boys looked good and comfortable. Um, obviously, the first goal was a bit of a karma. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it, 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 we looked to have... 
complete control. I thought it was one way sailing after that first goal, goal, wasn't it? It was, it was, but you know, they're they're still a good side, and you know, they uh, they're, they're obviously hungry to to do well for themselves and obviously for the club. But I felt once that first goal went in, um, we kind of settled a little bit and yeah, got into our rhythm. Oh, they're a bit rusty. I think you know, Andy will be better for the run. There's no doubt, um, uh, and he'll definitely you know. He'll, he'll pick up the pace and uh, and uh, get back into the flow. But, uh, you know, Josh, again, looked good. Just felt a little bit tight, so we didn't want to risk that. So we took him off at half-time. But, uh, you know, really happy with the boys that came on as well. Utah, Shep, you know, and uh, obviously Nico came on as well. They all con- contributed, so it was a good performance again. Last time we spoke to you, you had a lot of players that just came back from injury. Are you back to full strength now? Uh, in the main, obviously, Sean's out for the season, but um, Simo's... Uh, a couple of weeks away, um, and Zach Maltby will probably be back next week, I'd say. So, yeah, quite happy with where your side's at this final season. Yes, I'm happy that uh, you know we've got over our little injury, and I think most most teams are going to experience it. Uh, I'm just glad ours is touch wood out of the way, so uh, we can really start preparing for the run in now. I think you're currently top of the table. Congratulations. So it's a very Thank happy very Darren Simon there, Adam. And look, you can completely understand why he's happy after a good win like that. Yeah, look, I think um, they, they look like that they're, they're on track for their uh, for a you know, potential three-peat in the Premiership. So just want to also correct the record while we, while we had that interview. I just checked the records. In fact, Raw actually do have uh, Gold Coast Knights, Olympic and Peninsula Power actually back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So I think they might be at least safe, I think, as far as relegation. I don't think there's any worries there, but um, it might be lean times ahead as far as, um, as sort of, you know, posting too many more wins. Because it, it is a spectacularly tough draw the way home. I just think... Currently, I just don't think they can match up with those top teams, as I said before. Let's talk about that quickly, because look, this is a time of year where the Raw do typically tail off. They let some of the players go from their senior side, promote players from their 18s and their 20s into the, the top side to give them the experience, see if they've got the ability to step up to the A-League. And they do tail off around that time. Typically, the last couple of years, this is where they do start to drop away from the top four race. Do you think this year can be any different? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think, um, obviously, the talent drain might be a little sort of, you know, maybe too too much to bear I think the Harry Talbot injury I think really sort of you know hurts them um, I think yeah look no, look. I, even though they've got some good players Kai Topaldo Keaton Yelchich you know assuming that they you know stay healthy the rest of the way uh, Hassan Ramazani is another one they'll, they'll play out the season so I think it's not going to be as bad as in the past but I think yeah I think they're going to again that draw I just think they're going to struggle to you know lock up many more points you know on the run home we'll see in the future weeks whether that proves to be true I think they can still maintain a top six finish given whether they are currently, but we'll have to wait and see. To the table, Lions are now back on top on goal difference on 34 points ahead of Olympic due to goal difference, as I mentioned. Potential powers win. We'll talk about the results. No, we'll stop. We'll talk about the other results first, Adam, because we didn't talk about the rest of those games. Brisbane Strikers 2, Brisbane City 1. That was the other game played on Saturday night. And th- two, three other games played today. Peninsula Power 4, Gold- Sunshine Coast Wanderers 1, Gold Coast United 1, Eastern Suburbs 1. And in the big game of the round, the, goal, the grand final replay, Olympic FC won Gold Coast Knights. What would you say is the big standard result there? To me, it would be 
the draw at Goodwin Park. Yeah, look, uh, we watched um, we watched that game sort of on remotely um, while we were here at Lions, and uh, look, it looked like an even contest. Um, Jason McQuarrie scored in twenty fifth minute, and then Casito, uh, you know, the the longest serving player probably in the league, uh, getting on the score sheet, which is not a proud rarity, but uh, he, he was up he was up there, and um, it was sort of yeah, and he he got on the score sheet. But look, I think it's a fair result. I think given both uh, both teams where they are, um, I think again. I think these top four teams are going to take points off each other um, and the run home. Because I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're the standout at the moment. I think they almost will take points off each other. And you're right, it's great to see Kazuya Ito keep on keeping on. He's been in the league for a very long time and hopefully he's playing for a long time to come. The other thing I think is really significant is Brisbane Strikers 2, Brisbane City 1. It certainly probably eases Brisbane Strikers if they did have any relegation fears. This should ease them. They're back up into mid-table once again. For Brisbane City, perhaps not. Yeah, look, that's a big, big um, result for Brisbane Strikers. You're right. Um, they're probably not used, really used to sort of you know being at this late in the season, sort of thinking the closer to the bottom than the top. So that was an important win for them. Uh, Brisbane Strikers, uh, uh, Brisbane City, I should say. Yeah, a worrying result. Uh, I think if Redlands' form wasn't so sort of um, worrying at the moment, you'd say that they, they would have worries there. And I think for a pro club like that, I think they would not be happy being just you know one point above the relegation zone. Um, so that's got that's got a bit to play out there. Um, I think th- there's going to be a few anxious moments at Spencer Park. But um, yeah, it's like I said, uh, there's there's plenty of issues. They've got a lot of injuries, um, a lot of experience outside. But yeah, Matt Smith's got to find a way to at least get a couple of points, at least get them safe. Well, Matt Smith certainly you've got plenty of pedigrees to play. We'll see what he can do as a coach. Now after we've gone through the results, we will go through a table once again. Lions, as I mentioned, they are top of the table on 34 points on goal difference to Olympic in, in second. Pinchel Power, they remain third place. Gold Coast Knights stay in fourth with their point. Brisbane Raw do still remain in fifth place despite their losses. Weekend Morton Bay are sixth coming off the bye. Capalabar, they're up to seventh place on 20 points. So they've made a massive jump with their result yesterday, which just proves to you the point. One good result in this league can move you up and away from that relegation zone. Gold Coast United, they stay in eighth place. Brisbane Strikers are in ninth. East are 10th. Sunshine Coast Wanderers in 11th. Brisbane City are 12th and Redlands are at the bottom. But there is th- two points between the bottom four sides, Adam. So it's really tight at the bottom of the table. Yeah, Marge Ferrer, especially when they play each other. I think your, your proverbial six-pointers, you know, in there. Um, because, yeah, like I said, the, the margin of error for those teams are gone. And, you know, you go, go on a, uh, a losing streak, especially with the way the draw is that you seem to cop the big the big four teams almost back-to-back. Um, yeah, you go, you really need to take your opportunities. So I think those four teams, I think, will be on red alert that they're going to need. I think Sunshine Coast Warners have got a very, very important couple of weeks ahead. They're going to survive. Um, and so, so does Redlands. So, yeah, look, the action at the moment, I think at the bottom as well, is going to be very, very interesting in the next couple of weeks. It certainly is at the top of the table, Things may be staying the same as we've seen in recent years, but at the bottom of the table, it's really heating up. We'll move now to the NPL women. Run through the results quickly in this competition, Adam. Gap 3, Morton Bay nil on the Friday night up there. Good result for Morton Bay given the season that they've had. On the Saturday, only one game as well. Two goals for Football Queens and QA. Saw them beat South United two goals to nil. And three games today, Mitchelson 4, South Queensland Thunder 0. Gold Coast United 2, Capalabar 1. And in the game we were at, the top of the table clash between Lions SC and Logan Lightning. And... 7-1 for Lions. I, think we, I don't think anyone saw that result coming, Adam. 
No, no, no one saw that coming. But again, uh, as Lions, we've seen the defending champions, uh, the double winners, uh, they were ruthless. Uh, Mario Hecker at her absolute best. Uh, three, maybe four goals, depending on what version of events. Officially, one of those goals were an own goal, but she was great. Uh, Chelsea Blissett got on the score sheet a couple of times. Um, and Amy Gunson with the other one. So they, um, they're really sort of flexing their muscles, saying that you know, they're really sort of on. They had a bit of a, you know, off period where they lost uh, games back to back, but I think they're they're pointing in the right direction again. They're going to be hard to run down. Um, I think Gold Coast United probably the only ones that probably could stop their march to back to back titles. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But it was three goals to Mariel Hecker, two to Chelsea Blissett, and own goal and one for Amy Gunson. So look, they shared the goals around, but they were ruthless. And at halftime, I'm not sure Logan knew what had hit them really because it was really really dominant performance. It was. Um, look, five goals in any language. And, look, Logan weren't that bad. Um, we, we keep on saying it's a lot of these lopsided scores. It's like the East Calibre game a couple of weeks ago, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, that's the worst thing we see is that, you know, sometimes these sides are such talented players is that attacking-wise is that before you know it, and like I said, the damage was done in around about 12 minutes. So there was an early goal to Merrill Hecker in the 12th minute, and then it was uh, four goals in the space for eight minutes, which really put this out of reach. And, um, yeah, that was a hammer blow. A uh, bit of contrast. Controversy, I guess you say, on Logan's sole goal about whether Shay Connors was offside or not. Look at the end, in, end of the day, it's inconsequential. They got, she got on the score sheet, but they're yeah, 7 1. I think many people saw this, and I think that's um, that result, especially it's getting close as, as far as the you know, semi final positions go. Um, that goal difference may go against, go against Logan, but you no. Know, Look, I think they weren't that bad, but I think Lions are just well, way too good tonight. It may have been a consolation goal for Shay Connors. It was a really good finish. Offside, not offside. We'll leave that to other people to interpret the offside rule. I'm certainly not going to get involved in that. But it was great to see Logan come out in the second half at 5-0 down and really put in a good effort. They deserve, I thought they deserved the goal they scored. And they were a much better proposition in the second half, I thought. I know Lions still won the second half technically, but I thought they were a much better proposition in the second half, Logan. I think um, that's probably about the only one positive that Nick Corden can take out of that. I think you know, the result itself is, is a horror show. But I think the fact that they didn't lie down that you know they got you know eight, nine, ten scored on them uh, total. I think at least that you know they they put up a fight in the second half. Even even lines to a point where getting a little bit frustrated in the end of the game and. You know, near the end of the game, it took you know, a you know, amazing free kick from Mara Hecker with 10 minutes to go that sort of really blew out the score. Then Amy Gunston got the um, got seventh goal uh, very late on. But um, look, in the, the sort of 35 minutes after half time, they, they were valued, Logan. I think they showed that they are a good team, but they were just absolutely ambushed here tonight. And they certainly are a good side. Near there's not much Nick Croydon could take out this from the Logan perspective. Well, Rob Askew's the plenty to take out from that. And let's hear what he had to say after today's win. Thanks, Tauntus, once again. Sorry? Thanks, Tauntus, once again. Yes, no problem at all. So when we went home, you must be absolutely delighted with that. Absolutely, yeah. We um, we feel if we play well, we can give people, we, we can we can hammer some teams. But yeah, seven one was beyond the expectations tonight in what was a first versus second match, and um, yeah. So as long as we can continue to improve every week, we'll continue to get the results, and I think that will probably see us over the line come the end of the season. Five 0 in the first half. The best you've seen your side play this year. Um. I really think we played much better last week. Yeah, but you know, you know, if you go back to those two games we lost on the trot, it was a question of finishing, and we weren't we weren't creating as many chances as we are now, and we've worked very hard at, at um, in that front third, and we're getting getting the ball um, into the right areas and, and plenty of players in the box. So it's just been over the pre- last four weeks. It's just been about getting the timing right, and uh, so that they're really starting to you know. It's really starting to click and the, and the goals are coming. Three goals to Mariel Hecker tonight. How important to you to your side? 
Marielle is she's an inspiration. She's a superb captain. She's so competitive, um, and she she is very demanding of everybody. And um, so she lifts the standard, and she leads by example. Nobody runs more kilometres, and no one is better when we lose the ball. As soon as we lose, as even before we've lost the ball, she's already in a position to win it back. And um, you know she's 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 a wonderful player. You've got Morton Bay next week who are sitting at the bottom of the table. How important is it for your side to maintain their focus on this game to go into that game? Well, it's very important. It's, um, you know, one of the mantras that we, we try to live by is that, you know, we, we have to maintain a standard. Um, doesn't matter who we play, we just got to maintain that standard because we have big games ahead of us and obviously we've got Gold Coast to come and still got teams like East to come and then obviously the finals after that. But, um, so, you know, we can't afford to be one team this week and another team the next week. We have to be... Who, we want, who we're supposed to be if we want to be a championship side. That was a very happy Rob Askew after tonight's big win for Lions SC. We always thank the coaches for taking their time to talk to us after the game. Lions, they are top of the table in the MPLW as well. They are now three points clear of Gold Coast United. We have two games in hand on them, so there's a chance to close the gap there. They're on 31 points. Logan remain in third place on 30. Kapalabar, they're in, also on third place on 30 points. Actually, Kapalabar has a swap with Logan now given the goal difference, but they're third and fourth. You've got a gap in fifth. Easter in 6th, South 7th, Football Queens and QAS are in 8th, Mitchell's in ninth, Thunder 10th and, and Morton Bay are running at the table in 11th. But that top four, it's like the men's competition. It, it looks like it's pretty much decided, but those top four sides are really even, and it, it, despite today's result. Yeah, look, I think so. I think uh, we thought that you know maybe Gap and East might might challenge for you know that the sort of top four, but I think they've um, results have sort of gone against them now, and I, I think the gap might be too much. I can't. No, pardon the pun. It's five points between them and Kapalabar in or Logan in fourth, so it's a bit of a gap to make up. That has to go really well to the end of the season, won't they? Yeah, it's uh, it is. Uh, it's it looks like it might be insurmountable at this stage. Uh, there have to be some some shock results. Uh, look, I'd almost say that the gap and East both nearly have to go perfect and hope that you know at least two of those uh, top four teams you know drop points unexpectedly. So, but again, like I said, it's it's a, it's a great competition. Um, it's good to see you know further down. Uh, that uh, you know the football Queensland girls. I think they're, they're always good. But they're a good win over the Souths. Um, Souths on their day can be very, very formidable, um, and that, that's a good result for them. Uh, poor old Morton Bay. Uh, they got they got a tough test uh, on Friday night on Saturday night here against um, a very very ruthless Lions. So look that, that, again three nil um, up at Brendale on Friday night. I think for them was encouraging for them. I think you know like. The gap, you know, can score some goals to so hold on the three. Look, I think, look, again, there's signs that there's improvement. They're probably, again, they're probably not the standard of the top level, but you just got to hope that these goals, they come out, they try every week, they're gaining experience, and that, you know, eventually that this experience will, you know, further them, you know, down, down the road. Absolutely. We'll move on now to talk about the FQ for results. Quickly, uh, Mitchelson nil, Rochdale Rovers nil. Just with Thunder with a 4-1 win to stay top of the table over South United. Western Pride 2, Holland Park Hawks 2, Logan Lightning 3, Southside Eagles 0, and in the game played today, another nil draw between Ipswich Knights and Sunshine Coast Wanderers. So we'll talk about that the top top of the table clash in a minute, Adam, but those two sides, again, Logan Lightning and Southside Queensland Thunder, they can maintain the rages, don't they? They do, and I think it comes down to two for the uh, that promotion spot, and uh, they uh, they do play next week. Uh, so that, that, that could be go... A real pivotal moment in the in the league as far as who's who's going coming up to uh, MPL next season um, because Logan at home against uh, Southwest Queensland Thunder that's a game that you know I think could be decided especially if, if Thunder win um, they could they could be off to the races provided they don't drop games that they shouldn't. 
I think that, I think it will actually genuinely come down to this game. They're that far in front of the rest of the competition. We'll talk about the table in just a moment, but Saturday afternoon down there at Cornubia Park in Logan, we know Thunder's away form this year has been much improved, having dropped down to the FQPL. This is it's a massive game, isn't it? It's really huge. Yeah, look, it, uh, promotion defining, if you can call it such a thing. Um, the, yeah, so I think and I think both teams should be up for it. If they're not, I don't know what's wrong with them. Um, and and yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to this, but also as well, I think you know the likes of um, I think Mitchelton Wolves are starting to make a move, but I think yeah their runs might be coming a little bit too late, and they're gonna hope that you know Logan and Thunder drop points on on the run home for there to be any chance you know of anyone of those two sides being the promotion race. Well, they are nine and twelve points behind respectively. Southwest and Thunder they're on thirty four points top of the table. Logan are on thirty three. Then you've got the big gap down to Mitchelton in third place on twenty five. Wynnum Wolves we talked about this every week. The run they've made since lockdown they're now on 22 points in fourth western pride are fifth also on 22 points rosedale in sixth ipswich knights in seventh sunshine coast fire in eighth south united nine and south Eagles at the bottom of the table it's not and it's not just we'll go back to that game it's not just the promotion battle up for grabs next week it's also it'll shape the finals it probably sets up the absolute favorite to win the premiership and probably gives you a favorite for the finals as well adam Oh, absolutely. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's so much more on on this game than just just you know, just your typical you know you know round match. I think yeah, there's so many implications. You know, for, especially yeah, for promotion finals. I think yeah, a lot of it. It's 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 going to be on next uh, next Saturday down Canubia. It'll also be on if about fixtures next week on in the MPL on Friday night between Olympic FC and Peninsula Power up there in Redcliffe. That Again, that's a massive clash in relation to the top four. Now, when these such play each other this late in the season, that they're going to be they're going to be position defining, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, like I said, a draw, a draw to Olympic tonight. Um, Peninsula Power winning uh, up at uh, at Sunshine Coast Wanderers at Ballinger Park, um, which I think they they um, a four one win, which was a lot more comfortable than a lot of their um, top four teams have found at the season going up there. So so yeah, look, I think it's a, that's a big game Friday night, and it'll be the first time that I can even remember, and maybe one of our listeners who support Power can. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I can't remember the last time it was a Friday night game at uh, AJ Kelly Park. So yeah, this is it's not only it's an odd odd time to play, but it's a big game for both sides because again, especially for Power, this is one of their um, games that they can make up on the rest of the field. As far as now, I think actually at the moment, I think they have control uh, of of you know, the top four over because they've got games in hand. They do it a big game under the lights up there on AJ Kelly Park on Friday night. That'll be massively determining about what the season looks like going forward. So will the game on Saturday at Logan, but this weekend, I think Adam has seen who the favourites are in the MPLW. Yeah, absolutely. Lions double at the moment. Um, yeah, they had, they had a good uh, Super Sunday for them. And, yeah, look, at the moment, I think both teams could be well and truly the favourites uh, for, for both respective premierships. We'll have to wait and see about that. Adam, thanks for joining me once again. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk to you all later.